Hello and welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Thena. Going to start this week with a track by East India Youth, uh, the chap William Doyle. That was the moniker he used to go under. He actually released a new album under his own name last year, I think. But his first proper album, which came out in 2014, was called Total Strife Forever. And the standout track on that for me was one called Heaven How Long. And in fact, when the Minx and I saw him playing at Albert Hall in Manchester, that was absolutely the best part of the whole performance. But Hannah Peel covered it for her Rebox 2 EP and she's just done a splendid job. Only came out the year after but she's obviously a big fan of the song and it's quite interesting to me that someone who's a real electronic artist like Hannah Peel can then transfer it so neatly into a very kind of acoustic and analogy domain. So this is Hannah Peel's version of East India Youth's Heaven How Long.
Hannah Peel and East India Youth's Heaven How Long, taken from her Rebox 2 EP. And it's lovely seeing her playing the music box live. I believe she built it herself. And she just winds the paper through as she sings with it. And at the end, you can just hear the paper coming out of the music box. Absolutely superb. Now, if you are of a certain age, you might remember in the early, mid-70s, Susie Quattro was quite a hit. Um, and she, I found out recently she did a cover of Goldfrapp's Strict Machine, which is one of my very favourite songs. I always play versions of that on the show when I come across them. And in fact, Susie Quattro's version contains two lines from her track, uh, Can the Can, which I think is probably her nod to the similarity between the two. Um, Strict Machine, of course, has that great big kind of uh, stomp to it that was uh, you know, read of bands like uh, Slade and stuff in the early 70s. So taken from a recent compilation that came out. I think it was actually released in 2011 though. This is Susie Quattro and Goldfrapp's Strict Machine.
Magnificent, so joyous, Susie Quattro taking Goldfrapp's Strict Machine back to its glam roots. Now, Blamange split up in 1986 and got back together again 25 years later in 2011. And Neil Arthur, who is so prolific at the moment under the Blamange uh, umbrella, only released one album during that whole 25 years. Uh, in the mid-90s, 1994 it was, he released an album called Suitcase. Um, and it's interesting, this track. I think he's written it as a kind of, with a sort of pop intention. In some ways, it feels like it's kind of channeling late 80s, early 90s Pet Shop Boys. See what you think. This is called I Love, I Hate.
Neil Arthur and I Love, I Hate, taken from his only solo album, Suitcase, released in 1994. Now, there are a few artists that I play most of the stuff they release as it comes out. Bit Cloudy is one, and Kayla Painter is another. Um, described as a sound designer, um, she works a lot with found sounds and field recordings. And actually, I found out this week, she actually lectures in creative composition and production as well. So she's released a handful of double A's, what she's describing as double A sides, and the newest one came out earlier this month. Um, the, the first track is called Pray at Night. It says on Bandcamp that it explores an alternative future through painter's lens, drawing on horror cinema aesthetic. She creates overbearing tension whilst leading the listener deep into the darkness of the track. I'm not sure about that, but I do really like it. Um, see what you think. This is Pray at Night.
lovely Kayla Painter's Pray at Night, which you can download from Bandcamp, Bandcamp if you want to, uh, along with the B-side, the name of which escapes me at the moment. Also released this month, Why I Have a New Album Out, uh, called 1020. Oh no, yes, 1020. Um, I think because half the tracks were recorded in 2010 and half were recorded this year. The tracks themselves are a mixture of outtakes and old tracks, but they've re-recorded all of them very much in the kind of beat combo style, as Colin Newman described it, that they've had since Bruce Gilbert left. So they're less sonically interesting to me these days, while I still see love seeing them play live. And one of the tracks on the new album is an interpretation of Over Theirs, which was from their album The Ideal Copy, which came out in the mid-80s. And I've really enjoyed listening to the album, but actually... It did just make me ache for the days when they were a bit more sonically uh, engrossing. So actually the track I'm going to play for you, the version of Over Theirs, is taken from their semi-live album, It's Beginning To and Back Again. And you know what I really like about this is what I like about wire gigs generally. There is some structure, but there's improvisation and it can make the whole thing feel kind of fragile. Wire and Over Theirs.
Wire and Over There's taken from It's Beginning To and Back Again. I can still remember the first time I heard that track on the day I bought the ideal copy at my friend Bill Dolan's house. Now, a few years back, uh, Autocro brought out uh, their 12th studio album, which is called LSEC 1 to 5, E L S E Q. And do you know what? I could never bring myself to buy it because it was just like too much to eat. <laughs> it's five sections, but each one is like an album's length long. So really it is like five albums in one. It's $7.99 if you want to buy it. So this week I just went, do you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to get hold of it. I don't know how I'm going to work my way through it. Um, but I just at random started with a track from the fourth section. This track's called Fold Free Casual. And kind of like the wire track I've just played, what I like is the sense of fragility, the fact that it's kind of operating almost on the point of collapse. You know, there are hints of melody and maybe even a bit of harmonic structure, but it is principally a sonic experience. So Autocra and Fold Free Casual.
Autocra and Fold Free Casual taken from their album Elsec 1 to 5. And if you like that and fancy another four hours of something similar, then as I say, you can download that from iTunes for only £7.99. Now, I was never a big fan of Stereolab, uh, who split up in 2009. Uh, I know that because I looked up in Wikipedia this week. As I say, I wasn't that interested. But a chap from Stereolab, Tim Gain, went on to create a band called Cavern of Antimatter uh, a few years later. I was oblivious to this as well until this week I saw on my friend John. My friend John has an Instagram account called Play the Record, uh, which is an interesting follow. And on that, he had uh, the Cavern of Antimatter's album, Hormone Lemonade. And he was saying there's like a lot of uh, analogue modular synthesis stuff going on, which of course is right up my street. So having rebuked him for not uh, pointing out to me before, I downloaded that album. And I was quite interested to see actually that Pete Kember from uh, Spaceman 3 has worked with him. Um, I find Cavern of Antimatter to be a bit like Craven Faults, but with some more conventional instrumentation. Um, This track I'm going to play is taken from their third album, which they built up from some rhythms that one of their founder members, a guy called Holger Zapf, had built on some self-constructed rhythm machines. Um, I think whatever its origins, it's actually rather good and rather interesting. This is called Solarized Sound.
cavern of antimatter and solarized sound. I've no doubt be playing a couple more tracks from that album over the weeks to come. Now, before I play the last song, I must just mention, I meant to mention it earlier, that if you happen to be uh, in London in October, specifically on the 22nd, Kayla Painter will be playing uh, at the waiting room. It won't, I don't think, <coughs> excuse me, be a very conventional gig. Uh, I think it'll be a very, very interesting gig, just watching us all manipulating sound and stuff. I think perhaps a couple of glasses of wine beforehand and you'll be set up for the evening. Um, as I say, that's on the 22nd of October in London. But for now, uh, just get back to the last track of tonight's show by Seager Ross, taken from their album, and I'll have a run at pronouncing this, Agatis Burgin, which was released actually in 1999, over 20 years old already. Uh, it's an album that I like actually uh, it contains my favorite Seager Ross track Olsen Olsen which I've played on the show a couple of times before I do find it hard to listen to their albums in one sitting it's okay as background music but I can't really concentrate on the music but taken in isolation individual tracks just absolutely beautiful the one I'm going to close the show with again I don't know if I can pronounce this Flugu Frelsarin something along those lines anyway i hope you like it as much as i do i hope you've enjoyed the show and you'll be back next week until then stay safe take care bye